For a long time, it had seemed to me that life was about to begin, real life. But there was always some obstacle in the way, something to be gotten through first, some unfinished business, time still to be served, a debt to be paid. Then life would begin. At last, it dawned on me that these obstacles were my life. Welcome to Connect Back In Podcast. I'm Morgan King, your host, and I'm so passionate about sharing with you the spiritual concepts that have transformed my life. It is not always an easy path, but I know within my soul that if it's good on the inside, it's good on the outside. Through interviews with experts and my personal experience, we will break down how to live a spiritual life in today's society. My hope is that you find the inspiration and support you need as you explore your own journey to connect back in. Hey, it's Morgan King with Connect Back In. I appreciate you for being here as always. I'm excited about today's episode. Trying not to start every single episode the exact same, but I do, so big deal. Figure it out. (laughs) I just say thanks for being here, and I'm excited about today's episode, which I am. So it's always true, um, but it just sounds a little redundant if you're listening to multiple in a row, which I often do because I'm obsessed with podcasts. But anyway, so today I'm going to talk about the five things I've learned in real estate so far. So if you don't know, now you know, I am a residential realtor in La Jolla, California. I've been doing it for about two and a half years, coming up on three years now. And I've learned a whole lot. And I think going into this, I saw it as running a business. I've always thought of myself as an entrepreneur, even though there's a framework set forth of what a realtor is supposed to do. So it's not like this completely new venture. It was for me, certainly. And I think there's a misconception out there that because agents hang their license under a brokerage, so my brokerage is Berkshire Hathaway, that they feed us leads and that couldn't be further from the truth. So you're really responsible how you want to run your business, how you want to market your business, who you want to attract, how you attract your leads, all the various elements of running a business. And something that also is unique is you kind of wear every single hat across the board. I found this really funny reel on Instagram the other day, this girl who said, hey, let's meet the team. And it was like marketing coordinator and uh, buyer's agent and showing agent. And it it was her in every single scene. It was kind of funny. I'm actually looking to hire someone uh, coming 2021 because I had such a great year. Um, Besides all the other things going on in the world, which there always will be something, I had a really great year and I'm excited to expand my team, but that's besides the point. I want to stay focused here and talk about all the things that I've learned. Um, I'm not going to lie. The first couple months, even the first year was a little rough. I cried a lot, a lot of tears, a lot of learnings, challenges, growth opportunities, just like when you start off on anything new, a new relationship, you become a new parent or you start a new job, or you start your own business. There's a lot of growth. And I think specifically with becoming an entrepreneur, you are no longer representing a brand. And before that, I had worked for Rodan and Fields and Sephora and some other brands. And if something didn't go right, it wasn't me. They were not interested. Like I worked a lot with partnerships. They weren't interested in the brand. It wasn't personal. So you know how they always say business isn't personal. But in real estate, it's pretty personal. You either like me or you don't. Um, I can't really disguise it any other way. And so I took a lot of things personally in the beginning, which 
is a struggle. And I'll talk about kind of the thing that I learned from that and how it's really helped transform my life and my business. And I can say that I really, really love what I do. I'm good at what I do because I care about people. I'm good at negotiation. I love homes. I love interior design. I love La Jolla, which is where I work. And I just feel extremely, extremely appreciative that I found real estate. Real estate found me and I'm able to do what I do. And I get to continually learn things all the time, like the five things I'm going to share with you today. So let's dive in with the first one. I think this is applicable for you to use in any part of your life. So these lessons are not just for realtors at all, actually. They're very generic um, and can be applied to anything that you're looking to improve on or maybe reposition so that ultimately you can have more inner peace. You can connect back into who you are, which is what this podcast is all about. And you can enjoy your life because, I mean, what's the point otherwise? So... Number one, you are the deliberate creator or else you are creating by default. So what does this mean? Well, a lot of us know that or have experienced maybe even every single day that things will show up for you um, out of the blue, circumstances, quote unquote challenges, or maybe something you weren't anticipating coming your way and you can either react to it or you can show up with a different energy and manage the thing coming at you in stride versus just reacting to it. And one thing in real estate is I have a really extensive morning routine. It's about two and a half hours long, and it's the same consistent thing every single day. And the reason I do that is because the rest of my day is up for grabs for the most part. And so if I show up into my day with everything constantly changing and evolving on the minute, I'd be a complete scatterbrain if I was reacting to those things. So if someone calls me, if I'm writing a newsletter and someone calls me and I answer that call immediately, my focus shifts and I'm out of writing that newsletter. And it doesn't allow you to pay attention and put all your energy on one thing in order to pack a punch, create with intention and show up as the best you. So to explain this a little bit more, Alan Cohen, you've probably heard me talk about if you listen to this podcast, I'm obsessed with him in a healthy way, (laughs) I guess. Um, He wrote one of the books I read from him. He has many is called Relax Into Wealth. And he says, if you can let external conditions determine your attitude, your success will be conditional. If you let your vision establish your attitude, your success will be unconditional. Your intention and energy must be so strong that you create conditions rather than react to them. So, and he also states, if you source your experience from your inner spirit, so your inner being, connect back in what this whole podcast is all about, you call forth your power to generate dynamic results and enjoy the process. Then you are the master of your career, destiny, and life. Your energy proceeds from your choices, not the marketplace. And it's basically saying that external conditions cannot, you can't allow those things to impact you. You can't create your life from condition, meaning if everything's going right, then I'm happy. But if everything's going wrong, then I'm unhappy. So an example of this applicable to real estate, for those of you who are realtors, it'll make sense, but I think you'll get the gist if you're not. So this happens a lot, actually, these examples. But in one day, I submitted two offers unexpectedly. I had two clients call me. And this would have resulted in six figures of commission. 
So I was really excited, obviously, for them, for me, all the things. And ultimately, one backed out um, the same day, kind of got cold feet, got excited a little too early, which happens. And then the other one just didn't, um, the offer didn't get accepted. And that happens a lot. There's a lot of high highs, low lows in real estate. And if you allow yourself to be caught up in those conditions, you are literally a hot mess. You're like super happy when things go great. And then you're really upset and you almost define your worthiness as a realtor, as a human being based on achievement. And once I was able to detach myself from that and say, listen, I'm going to show up and I'm going to enjoy today and I'm going to be happy and I'm going to come from a strong foundation, no matter what comes my way, good or bad, I can handle it, but I'm not at the mercy of those conditions. My feelings, my emotions, who I am, I'm not going to allow those things to impact me. So now when things great happen, it's great but it's not everything. And I actually even had a hard time with that. I had a really big sale recently and I was like, wow, I'm still Morgan. I'm still me. Nothing really has changed. And back in the day, I remember thinking once I achieved something like that, how wonderful that would feel. But now what's really important is the fact that I get to enjoy every day and I don't have to wait for those big sales to come through. I'm not at the mercy of money or results, quote unquote, in order to feel happy, joyful, fulfilled. And it's such a better way to live your life. So think of where maybe you're allowing conditions external from you, outside conditions, to determine your happiness, your joy, how you're doing. Because really, it's a choice if you want to feel that way or not. And a lot of times the ego will convince us like, hey, no, this is this is really happening to me. This is bad. But what defines something as good or bad is just your perception of that situation. There's people out there that everything bothers them and there's people out there that nothing bothers them and it's their choice. So um, other examples of this is just clients coming and going, people buying with another agent. Um, there's things that happen all the time in every business, but If you can remain strong in the foundation that these conditions don't have impact on you, you can really show up as your best self and attract the things, experiences, the money, all of it, and enjoy the process in the meantime. Um, Number two, what is meant for you cannot pass you by. And everything shows up exactly on time. So this can be tough when you're waiting for a desire and it's not showing up. Patience is a virtue. We all know that. But it can be really challenging when you've been waiting for something and waiting for something. It's just not coming. And you start to question, is this meant for me? Am I ever going to be, quote unquote, successful? Am I ever going to be happy? And I want to share a story with you to showcase that there's so much going on behind the scenes that you don't have visibility to and you don't have knowledge about. And it just goes to show that what is meant for you can pass you by. So you may be coming across opportunities that you think are the right fit, whether it's a partner, it is a house, it is a job, and there's something better coming up and you just need to hold out for it. And even though you think that you're missing the opportunity by not getting that job or things not working out, it always is working out for you and it shows up exactly on time. So the example I have is right now I have a listing and my clients bought it a little over a year ago because they bought it as a a, a home that they knew they were eventually going to sell. 
We couldn't find exactly what they were looking for at the time. We'd been searching for over a year. They had two kids. They wanted to create some sort of settle for them. They had moved into the area and they bought this home and had multiple offers on it. Ultimately, don't I'll spare you the details, but we got the property. And since then, their financial abundance has expanded and they bought another property with everything that they were looking for and more. And so now this home is for sale. And on the first day, I had an agent call me when we posted it as a coming soon. It wasn't even active yet. So that just means like, hey, this is coming on the market at some point. We only had one photo. And I get a call from this agent who says, I know this sounds crazy, but we're going to be submitting an offer today. And I'm like, what? Sight unseen? Like, come on now. Which actually is happening a lot during the pandemic. So um, I actually sold the house sight unseen, but that's besides the point. So I was a little like, okay, you don't want to do that because then someone walks through the house and maybe they change their mind and then you lock yourself up in a pending. Not going to bore you with that details, even though I just did. Okay. So getting back to the story, she says they actually looked at it a year and a half ago when it was for sale. They were wanting to move down into the area. And it really wasn't the right time, but it was the right house. So they put an offer in on it and they didn't get it. And I was shocked to think of all the things that had to happen so that now they were ready. It was a great time for them to come down. And this home was back on the market. Not sure how familiar you are with real estate, but generally people don't sell their homes after a year and a half. That's very rare. And they were coming up on the perfect time for that to happen. They had just sold their house. And my clients found a new place to live into. So now this home was available. And it's just so cool when things like that happen. It's such a great reminder to show you that it really wasn't the right time for them to buy when it was available the first time around. And they didn't get it. And they must have thought, man, why didn't we get that house? Like, what could we have done more to have secured that home for us? Like, we wanted it. We put in the offer. What's wrong? Like, why didn't this happen And maybe you lose faith and you get frustrated. And then a year and a half later, it's actually a way better scenario for all parties. And they're likely, maybe they'll get the house. We haven't figured that out yet. But anyway, the point is, you may assume at certain periods in your journey that things aren't working out for you, but everything is always working out for your highest good. Everything's happening for you, not to you. And it shows up exactly on time. So if you show a little faith, let go of the how. We don't know the details. The how is not up to us. We follow guidance. We trust. We move forward with faith. And things will start to unfold. And it kind of goes back to that journey thing where you don't have a chokehold on your goals. You allow things to flow. If you chase the butterfly, it's going to run away from you. But when you sit and you put your hand out, the butterfly lands on your hand. It doesn't take as much effort and energy as we assume it does. And when we allow to receive these things into our lives, they show up and they show up at perfect timing. And it's a story that you might not know all the details of until it's hindsight. So maybe think of a time in your life where um, Garth Brooks actually has a song called Thank God for Unanswered Prayers. And I don't know if you you listen to country, but check it out. It's basically that whole sentiment of like, man, I'm so glad that that didn't work out because then this came through and it's so much better than I could have even imagined. Better timing, um, better scenario. So just remember that if you're losing faith on maybe what it is that you want in your life. Okay, number three, 
I've touched on this already in the other two. Shocker. Um, (laughs) The journey is much more powerful than the end. Okay, listen, really try and listen to what I say here. We're never going to get it all done. You will never get it done. There is no place where everything's wrapped up in a perfect bow and you're on the top of the mountain and you're like, I have nothing more to do. I have nothing left to think about. That's not a part of this deal. Somewhere along the way, someone made that up and said, hey, in life, you find all the rules and all the answers and you get everything you've ever wanted and it's you don't have to wait for it or learn for it or anything. And that's just not the reality. And I've mentioned this quote before, but I think it's really relevant to this number three. The journey is much more powerful than the end. So I'm just going to say it again. But um, for a long time, it had seemed to me that life was about to begin, real life. But there was always some obstacle in the way, something to be gotten through first, some unfinished business, time still to be served, a debt to be paid. Then life would begin. At last, it dawned on me that these obstacles were my life. Oh my gosh, I love that quote so much. What are you waiting for? We think we have this endless amount of time here and it just keeps going faster and faster. And I'm not even that old yet, I'm 34. And I feel like this year in general, I mean, it was a crazy year, but it's still, it flew by. I cannot believe it's December, 2020. My mind is blown. And don't wait for a time later on to start living your life. That time is now. And when I say there is no there, I'm saying that there is now because I've said that in other podcasts. And I almost want to remove those episodes because they weren't super clear in stating that all the things you're waiting to happen, you are waiting for them to happen so that you can feel this feeling of doneness that you've arrived, that you're happy, that you're joyful. So once I get that job, that man, that financial abundance, that house, then I'll be X. That feeling is available to you now and you actually can't attract those things into your life until you feel those feelings. It's it's like a magnet. So don't wait. The journey is all that we have. And if you have a crap journey, you're not going to have a good ending. (laughs) I think we think, oh, if I hustle and push and force and I'm uncomfortable, then once I get to the X, to the top of the mountain, then I can relax and enjoy life. What if you never get there? We're not guaranteed tomorrow. Let's just remember that. Okay, number four, if you have a desire and believe in yourself, the path will show up for you. So this is so important when it comes to writing goals, which I know a lot of people do this in December for the following year. What do you want 2021 to look like? Probably a lot different than 2020 for most people. Um, And we'll write down these goals and maybe tactics and strategies of, I'm going to do this every day. I'm going to do this every month. I'm going to hire a social media manager. I'm going to XXX, whatever. But ultimately, if you don't believe in yourself in achieving that desire, like, That's the number one thing that's going to help you achieve whatever it is that you want in your life. You have to believe in yourself and believe that you are worthy of receiving that thing. So an example, be transparent here, um, as a realtor, I 
had no team. I didn't join a team. I decided to be independent. I had just moved to La Jolla. I was new to real estate. I had to Google Maps to my brokerage interview, which was four miles away. I didn't know streets. I didn't know anything about the business, nothing. But I just knew I was going to be good at it. And I wanted to prove that to myself. And I had the desire to run my own business. I had the desire to connect people, to build uh, relationships, and to sell homes. And I had a wildly successful year, and it's only been two and a half years. I'm guaranteeing if I would have told someone, hey, by year almost three, this is how much money I'm going to be making, they would have laughed at me. And that's just because people get threatened when you think big. And they're like, hey, you stay small. You're making me uncomfortable. I need to fight for my limitations because then I can justify why I'm where I'm at. When you go off and do great things, that threatens me. So you stay small here. (laughs) That's the person that belittles your dreams. They don't like it. Makes them uncomfortable. So just what is your desire? And what are the reasons you're telling yourself that you can't have it? Because those probably aren't yours. That's someone that told you something once. Hey, people that just moved to a location and don't know anybody and don't join a team cannot be successful in real estate. That's not true. What do you want to believe is true for you? What are you hoping for your life? Because if you can believe in yourself and you have the desire, it's possible. I don't care. Like I've just seen some really crazy things this year as proof which has really strengthened my muscle, which has allowed me to passionately share this with you and hopefully remind you that whatever you want is possible too. It's not this fantasy land. It sounds like it is because a lot of us live in a hard life and in a place where it's struggle and sacrifice and challenge and not putting ourselves first. And that just is not true. And I'm honestly not here to convince you. If you don't want to believe in me, that's totally fine. I honestly don't care. The reason why I do this is because I'm like, oh my God, my life has completely changed. I actually like it. I love it. I have all the things that I want. I'm pursuing more. I'm growing. I'm expanding. Why wouldn't I want to share this with people I care about, which is everyone? I want everyone has the capacity to have this too. We're all cut from the same cloth. We might have a little bit of damage or um, ripped. I'm going with the cloth analogy. (laughs) We might have holes in our cloth, things like that. We might be a different color. We might have different prints on us, but we're all cloth. And we all have the capacity and the power within us to literally live whatever reality we want to live in based upon our desires and our belief in ourselves. So moving on to the fifth one, which is really the ultimate is that your well-being is your number one responsibility. You cannot show up for you. If you can't show up for you, you have nothing to give. If you have an empty cup, you can't you can't share the wealth. You need that cup runneth over, right? And it's not a capacity question. I actually just met with someone this morning and they shared this with me and it was so valuable because I can do a lot. I have the ability to really push past what I'm comfortable with and like meaning from a task perspective, like I can write a to-do list and I can crush that thing. But 
it's not about capacity. It's about, are you comfortable? Are you feeling good? Because then it kind of ties back to the journey element. If you're exhausting yourself and pushing your body beyond its limits just to prove that you can, which who cares? Great. Good for you. And this badge of honor of exhaustion. Hey, oh, I didn't sleep. I only slept four hours last night because I worked 20. What? Okay, cool. Not at all, actually. Are you bragging about that? What's happening? How did that become part of our culture? Like, what is going on when you actually take a step back and look at it? But it's people that need that validation and want you to know that I'm working hard so that they can feel like prove to you and fight for their limitations that like this is a thing. Look at me. I'm exhausting myself. And it's no way to live. You'll probably not live very long and not enjoy your life anyway. Um, This is not to say that you don't like push yourself out of your comfort zone and do things like that and challenge yourself, but it's not at the risk of your well-being. And this really is small things. And it's really about giving yourself permission to listen to yourself and to take care of you, whatever that looks like. Everyone has a completely different set of requirements for being well, if you will. Some people only need four hours of sleep a night. Some people need 12. Some people need 3,000 calories a day. Some people need 1,000. And you just got to figure out what your lane looks like, what's going to work best for you, because that is what's going to create this energy field of light and abundance and worthiness. And you can show up with the best version of you so that you can do the work that you're meant to do in this world, give back to others and be the light. We need that so much right now. A couple of like little things. It's not these big monumental decisions as we always think it is. It's these everyday decisions. And I'll tell you, like, it's not black and white. I'm not like all of a sudden on this white side of like, lightness and positivity. I'm never sad. I'm never down. I'm never tired. That's not true. I'm a human being. Those things happen to me and I can catch them and say, whoa, I'm kind of off track here. I'm attracting some negative things into my life. What's going on? And I recognize, oh my gosh, I'm so out of balance. Like I haven't been working out. I haven't been eating healthy. It's these little things. So I have a few examples and you're going to recognize these too. You've heard them over and over again. It's nothing new. It's the same Uh, concepts, just like different principles associated with them. So learn to stop saying sorry unnecessarily. How many times do you walk through the grocery store? Well, it's a little different now because we have like the the six foot distance thing. But if someone runs into you and you say you're sorry, it's like, hey, fool, you just ran into me. Why am I apologizing to you? But we do it all the time. And just stop saying sorry. Say, thanks for your patience if you made someone wait. Or try and shift the verbiage so you're not apologizing because that is just like such a bad habit to not, I don't even like saying bad, but it's not a positive habit to have in your day. Making decisions to please others. So doing things that you know you don't want to do, but you're doing it because you think you have to. That word loyalty, I love it. And I'm definitely a loyal person, but we need to understand it's not at the sacrifice of what's best for you. Nothing is. Nothing deserves that because then you can't show up for others. If you don't want to be like this whole idea around being selfish, it's such a great thing. And people who don't want you to be selfish are selfish because they're like, no, I want you to please me. Don't please yourself. 
Like that makes zero sense. So be selfish. Take care of yourself. Drink enough water. Exercise. Move your body. Make time for things that bring you joy. Eat healthy. Cool it on the booze. I get it. Drinking right now might be a thing, especially with the holidays. I totally understand. Get enough sleep. It's these little things that help support you so that you can then go out into the world, experience joy, have the best life that you possibly can, have fulfillment, connection, abundance, all the things that you are meant for. You are worthy because you exist. That is the only prerequisite. There's nothing else. All the other things you've been told that you need to do in order to be worthy are just illusions that you've been taught throughout your life because someone else learned them from someone else. And you can break the cycle. You can shift your beliefs and you can create an abundant life for yourself. So in recap, the five things I've learned in real estate are one, you are the deliberate creator or else you are creating by default. Two, what is meant for you cannot pass you by and everything shows up exactly on time. Three, the journey is much more powerful than the end. Four, if you have a desire and believe in yourself, the path will show up for you. And five, your well-being is your number one responsibility. So I hope you got something from today, some nugget of information, a light that was like, wait, what'd she say again? I just, yeah, I hope you got one of those things. And if you did, if you found this valuable, if you know someone that might share it, um, write a review. I'd appreciate it. And as always, right now, stay safe out there support yourself. And until next time. Did you enjoy this episode? If you did, then head on over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. We sincerely appreciate your feedback. Stay tuned for another episode of Connect Back In. And thank you for listening.